What is good, y'all? DJ T-Mac here to bring you another great hip-hop conversation. And man, I am excited about this one. This is the first of many from the Colorado Spring Stop on the Don and I Tour featuring Mussolini, Ninth Wonder, and a whole host of other people. Today, you'll be able to check out my conversation with Swank and King Draft, a hip-hop duo representing Jamla Records. One is from North Carolina, one is from Jersey. They each bring unique qualities to the group. We talk about that. We talk about their music creation process, working with Ninth Wonder, how they came together, food, traveling, a whole bunch of different things. I have links below to connect with Swank, King Draft, and uh, listen to their music. So go support them and enjoy the conversation. What's good, y'all? DJ T-Mac here for another great hip-hop conversation. It was a special night tonight. The Don and I tour came to Colorado Springs, and we have a few, uh, we have one of the acts from the tour who, who ripped it tonight, honestly. They just straight ripped it. We got Swank right next appreciate to me and King Draft what's happening? What's happening? over there. What's good, y'all? How you guys doing? How you, you feeling? Know King Draft, Jamla Records representative. Yes, sir. I feel good, man. The show is crazy. The show is lit. People pulled up, you know what I'm saying? It was it was a beautiful night. Everybody showed mad love, had fun. I feel like that's the most important thing if you're not having fun while you're doing it. So tonight was beautiful. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it too, man. Just being in the crowd, like, it was a lot of fun. A lot of great dope acts. I mean, I, I got to touch the turntables before Ninth Wonder. That shit oh, yeah, is just legendary to me. Like, you what? crazy. What? I appreciate that, man. Um, so I first heard you guys on the Sincerely track off the Don and I album. Yeah. To close it out, but it was the first single, so that was interesting to mm -hmm. me. What was it like working on that track, getting with Mussolini? Um, how was that experience initially? Um, we actually... Did we meet Moose before we did that or after? I don't even remember. It was after, actually. So we... uh. Ninth, first of all, we walked into the studio and Ninth was like, yo, it's this kid, Mussolini. Da, 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 da. And he's like, he hot. Like, he played us the video. I'm like, yo, that shit is. Yeah. No, we was in the car. Yeah. We was going to Guitar Center and he was playing like, yo, this, this nigga Mussolini is crazy. So we heard it. And I mean, you you heard Mussolini. He's dope. Like, so we was fucking with it. And he's like, yo, I'm about to do a whole album with him. And he sent us the beat. And I sent the verse like right back. I was like, yo, that shit is crazy. Like, so we sent the verse and then he sent the verse and then we got the verse from Moose and they came out and we got to like meet him and chill him, Funk, Bates, Rewind, like everybody. He came out there like 12 deep and we just did a couple records and it was just organic from there. So now we here. <laughs> uh, trying to be on island when I land Working on investing, trying to leave millions when I scram I never feel successful if money only touch my hands It's halftime, need a couple bands for my mans I do this cause I'm chosen, ain't none of this happened by chance Slight chance, you catching me out of my stance Nigga, if ever Right Yo, yo Look Talk that fly shit, cause I live it. None of this was written, still dodging the pen. No niggas with a life sentence. The mind is like a prison, you can walk around free and still be trapped within. Small town nigga, worldwide mindset. Trying to do shit that ain't been done yet. Boy, I got a chip on my shoulder about the size of my fist. Yeah, I'm feeling overlooked in this bitch. Probably cause they ain't from where I'm from. They ain't seen what I seen. Shorty's old blocks, 4013. 
That's crazy, man. The New York down south connection a little bit, which is kind of what you guys represent to a little bit, right? For sure. You are from North Carolina, is yeah, that correct? Littleton, North Carolina. And New Jersey for King Draft, right? So talk about how you kind of got down to North Carolina and how you guys connected. Let's break that down. Uh, well, me, this being, North Carolina being like my home, my birthplace. Um, Get right up in that mic. I ended up going, to, and it's crazy because I always say all the time, like, everything happens exactly how it's supposed to happen, when it's supposed to happen. Um, initially, we both went to the same same college, but my dream school was UNC Chapel Hill. Like, I was supposed mm -hmm. to go there. I was going to major in architecture. That was going to be, like, my thing. But I ended up, ended up going to Central, which is also Ninth's alma mater, and uh, Draft ended up going there. So I'm like, man, it's it was meant for it to happen exactly the way that it did. So... You can't really, you couldn't put it together. If you would have told me this like five, ten years ago that it would happen this way, I wouldn't believe you. If, I don't really, if we were to go down and like break down like the actual like crevices and details of the story, you would, you'd be like, you're lying to me. The way like everything came together and, and started forming, it, it's it's crazy. It blows my mind still to this day. But yeah, that, that's how me and Draft linked up in, in college. That's interesting, man. We'll have to dig into the details on the next one for sure. Um, but you guys were in, you, you took one of Ninth Wonders classes, is that correct? I mean, break that down. I mean, when I first started getting into hip hop, looking up lectures on YouTube from Ninth Wonder, KRS-One, you know, people like that, legends that have been in it and really contributed a lot to the culture. What is it like to take a class with Ninth Wonder? Um. I couldn't even put it into words like this. I mean, now, like we know him, but even even still, like it's it's crazy. Like you you for, you can oh, you almost forget like, and uh, we, I mean, you go into the class and it's like yo, I'm I'm taking, like he's telling you this information about something firsthand. Like it's rare that you get a professor that like even if you're a doctor, your professors aren't surgeons like. It's 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 rare to get dire not direction. I'll say back then it was just like instruction from somebody that's in it, mm. somebody that's participating in this thing that you're talking about, and they have firsthand experience and they ha and they know the the people involved. So it's not like they're speaking from. I read this on the internet. Just reading yeah. or yeah, I, I did this research. I know this. And I was a fan, which actually made it difficult to record. And stuff like that, but that's another. I can story. All, I can imagine. I yeah. can imagine. So I, I was a, I was an actual fan. Like I listened to obviously the Black Album, but uh, I was a little brother fan. Uh, once I got to Central and I learned, like people were talk like people. That was one of the first things I learned about was like Ninth Wonder, Little Brother, Justice League. Like, and I just did like a deep dive into all of that stuff. And um, when he came back. I was supposed to graduate I, I, in four years. He came back and I had one semester left and I, I took 20 credits that semester to take his class. Like, oh, wow. So uh, it was, I mean, like he said, you couldn't, it, it could have been a movie how it happened. Like I purposely took his class to get my music to him and now I'm signed to him and I'm on tour. And he's he's DJing, DJing for you. Like, this shit is crazy. What? Yeah, it's, what you couldn't it, it it seems like a movie like it's just but it, taking that class was amazing though it's 
That's cool, man. What's the actual course or courses that like he teaches? So he has, it's it's a few of them, but the ones that he taught at Central, there were uh, it was a, a labels course, and it was a history of hip hop course. So his labels course, I wasn't enrolled in, but the uh, label that was uh, some of my homies were in the group, and they created a label called Black Bullies. And they ha- you have to actually go and sign real artists. You have to sign real artists. You have to make music, put projects out, shoot videos. Like he was teaching That's them. the homework. Yeah, he was teaching wow. them how to literally run a label. Wow. So they ended up like signing me and like the stuff that we were doing and putting out, like it started to like make noise in the city. We ended up being in uh, the local paper. The, the news came and interviewed us. So my first time actually being in Ninth Studio, the news came and interviewed us at his studio. So that was I wasn't enrolled in his class that whole year. So I was just in there just every happened to be there. In right there place, every right day, time. In there every day. Then the following year I enrolled in the class. Mm. The following year I enrolled in the class. That was the history of hip hop class. And um every year your final project is he gives you an album, he puts you in groups. He gives you an album, you do a five-page paper on the album, and you do a creative presentation. So the album that he gave us, and just I'm, I was never late to his class, never late. This particular day, I happened to be late. This particular day, I happened to be late, and he has the albums on the board. And he was like, Swank, you in the black album group. So I'm like, all right. One, he's on the album. Two, I'm a Jay-Z fan. Three, that's the album I was introduced to who Knife was. I'm like, yeah. And then at the same time, we were the first group. He's been, I think he came back in 2014 to teach at Central. He returned. We were the first group to have a project with him on it. So he's like paying special attention to our group, our project. He was like, I'm waiting on y'all. I'm watching y'all. Y'all know y'all can't jack this up. So we do the project and everything. We do a creative presentation. I shoot shoot videos too. So I shot a, a creative video for our final project. Which also led me to like coming to the studio and shooting things around there, like music videos and just content for the for the studio and the artists, which in turn led me to start recording there because Knife knew I was an artist. Started recording there. Draft was already there. He was like, he heard us on a song we did one night. He was like, y'all sound good together. Started making music together. He put us on one of the Zion's uh, three. Put us on Zion three. That's a beat t- beat series that he does every year. Put us on that, and from there it was history. That's awesome. You answered my next question: How you guys actually came together, or how we yeah. put you together? <laughs> he just heard it, and he and he knew. Uh, you guys are obviously a rap duo. Who are some of your favorite rap duos? And it can include like a tribe called Quest, who's obviously they have. Uh, Ali Shaheed Muhammad on the DJ, but I would consider them really a rap duo, like De La Soul. Those are those are a few of mine. Who are some of your rap duo favorites? Um, I mean, of course, Outkast. Um, but I, I would think that we don't necessarily think of it. I'm not. We have rap duo favorites, but I feel like individual rappers that work together. I'm not gonna say it's stealing, but great artists steal. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like we're I'm trying to explain it. I'm sorry. Take um, your time. Take your time, yeah. man. You're a wordsmith, um, so we'll wait. Yeah, like we 
are basically taking it from just great collaboration. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a duo, but just like, for example, Watch the Throne, like Jay-Z and Kanye West aren't in a group, but the music, in my opinion. They're a duo for that album, yeah, you could say. Right, yeah. So but taking from things that. like that, yeah. yeah uh, okay. Of course, Jadakiss, Styles P, uh, Outkast, um, I mean, Little Brother. Um, but individually, we like both have our own interests, and we just take those things and combine them. Yeah. Interesting. So break down some of your interests and kind of what style or what kind of element you're trying to bring to the group. Well, uh, I've, I've always been a really, really big fan of Kanye West. Um, I that that was my favorite rapper. So, and Andre Three Thousand. Um, I just I'm interested the bravado and like the funny things like the comedic relief of rap that Kanye West brings like that's what I really enjoy like that's what entertained me the most so um and then Andre 3000 like the introspective uh basically the reflection rapping type thing like I I was really into um and just the style of rap like the cadences that he picked uh that type of stuff so I'm I was a really big fan of Kanye and Andre 3000 and, uh, of course, Jay-Z, which is like the bridge. But, I mean, we both have our individual interests that we both bring to the table when it's time to create. So, Swank, how about you? Um, For me, I would say some of my, like, favorite duos off top, I'm going to say the clips, just like how... They just made it look cool. Like, of course, like me, I got Bape on right now. I think the first time of me, like, seeing Bape was, like, just watching, like, Demi Pharrell, like, back in the day, just, like, making it look crazy, making it look cool. So, um... Ninth Wonder. It's it's a... Yo, I ain't get to say hello. What's good, God? (laughs) Appreciate you. (laughs) Um, but yeah, just... Like Draft said, just taking like our individual interests and, and 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 bringing them in together to like form what you guys end up hearing is is like he was saying like the more introspective things. I've always been into like like punchlines and wordplay. Y'all will make it, my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been into like things that just make you like just lose your mind, like punchlines, bars. That's that's always been a thing for me. Um, wordplay. Uh, just like, just fly, just the fly shit you can hear on the song. Like I think Jay Z is like the epitome of that. Just saying like some of the coolest shit you ever hear on 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 tracks. Like mm. I think that's what what I bring to to what we do together. Mm. Saying some shit that you're like, what the fuck? Like how? Where do you? Where do you go to think of that? Like, that's always, I, I try to have at least one of those mm. in every verse. Yes, and the people will hear that throughout the album, long story short. For sure. Man, you guys performed a couple tracks off that tonight. Some of my favorites, like the standouts that I just wrote down quick, long story short, obviously the title track, New Kids on the Block, Price of Fame. Mm. Price of Shout Fame. Shout out Q, man. Yeah, word. And Crisis. Right, that, he made the beat. Crisis. Crisis, Crisis. shout out. <laughs> And uh, who do you love, man? That's a that was a shout was out a crisis again. To see that. <laughs> hey, <laughs> we're gonna talk to him next. <laughs> but uh, 
do you guys have some like favorites off the album? I, I know it's a weird question, but I mean, does anything kind of stand Man, out? Like it your changes. Favorite verse, what, what kind of you wrote the quickest? Like it changes from like day to day. Um, one that we knew that was like a joint from the time that we can't lose knife produced can't lose mm. and it was like when he sent the beat it was like alright like it's pretty much a layup he's like alright I'm giving y'all this there's no way that y'all could fuck this up if y'all fuck this up it's on y'all so like can't lose was a joint from the very, from the very beginning we got uh, our homie Will Jordan Cole he's a beast got him on the hook um, therapy session therapy session is a joint uh, what's another one Feel like with with, with Ian when Ian Kelly shout out Kells feel like it's crazy. It's a good feel throughout the whole album, and it starts off with like a voicemail message. Shout out my home, shout out my boy Bree man, my boy Max Coolery man. He was uh, I was talking to him one day, and I was me and Draft was like thinking about how we could like tie the songs together, cause the last album uh Two Five to Jersey the sequel. It starts with like a phone call or whatever. So like, uh, with the pandemic and everything happening, a lot of people were asking, "Where's the music? What's, what's been going on? Like, where y'all been?" So like, it's like, all right, we're gonna start the the, the next joint. We're like, we gonna have these voicemails in the album. And I was like, who can I get to do this shit? I said, like, I'm gonna get my boy Bree. He's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the way you hear him on <laughs> the way you hear him on on the song is how he is in real life. It's, it's exactly how he is in real life. So he came through and he, he did that for us. And we it's just like, it's the perfect kickoff to the album. Hello. No one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Yo, what's good with y'all, man? What, what's up? I, I, we've been waiting since what? Pre-pandemic, man? What's, what's going on? Y'all, y'all niggas caught Corona or something? What's going on? I done too far to Jersey, too far to Jersey, too. We we waiting. I talked to Bree. He trying to figure out what's going on, man. Come on now. I mean, damn, we, we need something new out here. We we understand y'all nice. Y'all got it. But what about us? What, what y'all going to give us? Can we get something new? I mean, shit. Damn. Man, man call me, bro. Such a nice shot, look when I drop I get quite high, buy tickets, watch me skybox I could eye-pop, seen so many eyes drop My life like clockwork, invest, I make a nice stock Wasn't much to see, but bees all over my blocks But wasn't shit sweet, had beams that can make ice hot Skip the coke and when Pepsi chose to make mics hot Been known to make X-Men mad, could have been Cyclops My God, don't tell me all of my props Cause pretty soon I'm in rooms when it's something that might drop Like, ah, young cool king breaking all the rules wasn't supposed to do it like you do, but I do. Oh, but I does. Doing this so long, they gotta talk about what I was. Man, these niggas going nuts. It was never a secret, I got it. Everybody know that I rock and I fly like a comet. I'm in the stars. You already know who we are. Facts. Way before the money and the cars. Stars. Hey. Came from the bottom, beat the odds. Stars. Yeah, 
It was fun, man. And honestly, I, I've only listened to the album in my car, so it throws me off. I think I'm calling somebody on my phone. <laughs> so just to let you know, you guys are throwing a lot of people off Word. with that. But it, it, it's cool, man. What was the process of making the album? Do you remember the first song you recorded for it? Was it an idea before you started recording it? How did it all come together? Um. Yeah, so the first song had... Was it Stars? It was Stars. Stars is the only one that Which was kicks made off the before album, the pandemic. Right? Yeah. Yep. Um, so you got that was real fun next door, by the way. Yeah, that was a lot of yeah. fun. Um Stars actually was only supposed to be the first beat. Um so that we did that in twenty nineteen. Um we recorded Stars. We were working on an album and in the midst of working on the album we well, we finished it and then they were like, Well, we can't do this so we have an album that we haven't put out yet but they were like all right stashed up yeah so they they liked that and they were like all right well we're gonna do something else to help push you guys to get to the point of releasing that album so we had to basically start from scratch after making an album and then make and then we made long story short. What is that feeling like, though? I mean, you guys put, like, your heart and soul into a project, and then it's like, yo, just get to the next one real quick. That. Here, here. It was crazy. It's, it's kind of like a good and not I wouldn't say it's a bad thing, but it's like a double-edged sword because it's like, all right, we know that we made something so great that they're like, no, we can't just throw this out. Like, all right, you guys have created something that's so good. Like, all right, we're going to keep this, but we have to put something else out to warm this up first. So it's like, ah, oh, we knew we, you know, did something great. But the fact that we had to, like, sit on it's just like the, the artist thing. You just want to, like, put everything out that you record. But doing that and, and having to sit on it, like, pause. pause. <laughs> it was kind of like. Show, showing us that we were like going in the right direction that we were like on to something it's like all right if we've done this i think it was completed in like 2020 we were done with it in 2020 end of 2020 yeah, yeah. so we started working on long story short top of 2021 yeah um it's deflating for lack of a better term like it's like i mean i relate everything to basketball i used to play basketball so it's like if you're down in the game, like we we had so much time spent into getting that out, like we wanted it to be because this this was going to be our first project that we were able to get out in front of and promote. Mm -hmm. And I mean, of course, you want every project to be good, but it's like this was the one that we thought was going to be next. Like this is it, and yeah. Um, to hear like yeah start over which is not in those words but it's like okay well we need something else this is good but we need something else it was just like trying to come back from being down and then like you see another three go in and it's like <sighs> that's crazy right. and, and your next <laughs> album is always gonna you always want to make it your best work right definitely yeah. so i mean you're working on a project while the other one's not out that hasn't been presented to the people that's just a crazy situation that was but a difficult part to figure out too mm, like there was figuring out what to say yeah, or themes the, because that's how i look at uh, at least personally or like that's how i look at albums like i want to say this mm. like this is how i feel and i want to make sure that i can get that across in this music at this point in my life 
this is what I want to say. So that was that album that we did. Mm. So when we had to do something else, I was like, uh, what what do I say now? Yeah, mm. exactly. So I was just like, okay. He kind of kicked it off with a lot of the joints, and I was just like, okay, like where are we right now? Like how do you feel right now? Like this, like what do you? And that's how I approached it. So, like you asked, uh, what was our what was our favorite song? I'm ego tripping is like probably one of my favorite verses. Cause it's like that's how I felt. Like mm. people want. Well, it's like the verse says, uh, "Can't Prince the God." Like they waiting on King to pop. Like Prince. Well, they waiting on King to pop or end up like King of Pop, whether Martin King or Pop. Like they. I just felt like people that don't really understand what you're trying to work towards. Like they, man, eh, whatever. You mm-hmm. about to go to the studio? You about to rap? Like. And I'm not going to say that that's the same as death, but it's like it, it makes you feel like what you're doing isn't important. Mm. So it's like those people that made me feel that way made me feel like they're waiting for me to just die off. Like, so that's why I, like can't Prince the guy like Prince, like Martin King, like Pop Smoke, the king of pop. Like it goes I don't deep. Know. Yeah, man. I'm about this to is say, a true so, MC. <laughs> so that, that, that was pretty much what I was trying to get at with with that rhyme scheme like i they're mm. waiting for this shit to end like so i, I appreciate yeah. the insight man that, that's that's really dope um one thing from the album that caught my ear a lot was a uh skit on there a quote from a podcast from a joe rogan podcast i believe right i'm i'm a pretty heavy joe rogan listener i love mixed martial arts uh <laughs> so sean o'malley is right. is who said the quote are you how how did you guys come across that quote and why did you want to put that one in that was on ego tripping right yeah is that right so it was it's kind of crazy because i had a conversation with um the president of the label cash and we were talking one day and the question came it came up it was like sometimes like you need your ego sometimes you need that Especially in like what we do is kind of like you can't have too much, but there needs to be some sort of of presence of that there. Mm-hmm. So like, if you listen to my verses, like very like extremely like braggadocious, extremely like braggadocious. But also like, if you listen to Draft's verse, it kind of like it combats mine, and I don't know if he did it purposely. But it, it happens that way. It kind of gives you, like, the opposite perspective. Mm. So it's like, all right, here I come, like, talking all this shit, bragging and all of this stuff. And he telling you, like, don't press the God, like, the king, the whole king of pop thing. It's like, dang, like, I'm telling y'all I feel this way. I'm the nicest nigga. I, nobody raps better than me. But on the, on the flip side, it's like, dang, bro, like, I'm putting in all this work. And people are, like, waiting for this shit to end and, like, fall off and, and go nowhere. So it's like a... It, it shows people that there's a double-edged sword there while like I'm I feel this way about like my art and the shit that I give to the people there's also another side of me that isn't so sure about it sometimes so mm. yeah the, the ego tripping and then finding that clip mm-hmm. it kind of like all tied it together he was like man what I put on the gram is just like what I want people to see what For I want sure. the, the perception like they don't really get to see what what's going on or like what it really is or the stuff that 
artists or rappers go they don't see us going in the studio and we might make something that don't hit that day or taking forever to come up with a verse or just like not having it mm-hmm. like they don't see that so a lot of times people see like like the the post or we here we doing this we we had at this interview we we had this show and they're like oh y'all doing it y'all living it up but they don't really know what goes into like making all of these things there's a lot that goes behind it to get to that point Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Still smoking on the finest shit, high shit Gucci size cost 150 on my designer shit Panda, I sound like the future on my designer shit Yeah, swing grooving, we ain't losing One of my niggas beat the block, his trap phone stay ringing Him making sales, got his metro booming Wow, with this rap shit, ain't nobody checking him I can hold my own with the best of them Put anybody next to him, put him in the dirt with the rest of them Now in pieces what he resting in, here I go ego tripping yeah. yeah, you won't find nobody better. I play the game and I play it well. They say when them people get it all, they just don't stay themselves. I say play the game and play it hard, but just don't play yourself. All that money can't save you if you're losing health. Look, no prince to God, they waiting on King to pop and end up like King of Pop with a Martin King of Pop. The shit I've seen can be on screen, Raheem and Pop holding hands on the roof. They waiting on King to drop, you waiting on King to stop. I'm trying to make a killing, I'm waiting on King to stop. They trading, I'm on the block where I grew preschool, balling, dodging a the block. They was dodging the cops, everybody dog was locked. And you gotta come through in the moment too, for sure. Which you guys have done. I watched a few of the freestyles that you guys did up on Shade Four Five Radio, and you know I caught a John Jones reference in there you know another <laughs> mma reference you're not gonna get one past me but uh r.i.p dj Slay. you guys were, you did a freestyle on his show right uh, no that was uh static selector static selector oh, and premiere yeah, yeah 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 case Slay. he was another legendary dj who was up there doing his thing as word. well i was a, I, he made me a papoose fan so mm. definitely Thanks. yeah Damn. um that's funny that you said the john jones thing you know uh uh, Let's talk about it. Hold on, hold on. Are you guys actually MMA fans? Are you guys following it at all? Well, I, I how box, into it? So I, I get into a lot of different boxing references and fighting references. Mm, okay. But I don't. I I hate doing this, but I don't really think people understand. Like, and I, I just think it's unfair to me because I'm putting my time into doing this shit. <laughs> so it's like, but I kick flow like John Jones to like KO, like. I'm kicking the floor like, all right, whatever. But I'm just, I, I, you let I, him know. Talk, talk your shit. That was just one of the rapidy rap verses that I got into. But I just, I enjoy little like Easter eggs in like verses to see if people are like really listening. Mm-hmm. So. That's funny that you said that because you're the first person that's ever said it. Like, yeah, so. you guys need to come here for for the realness. All right, you guys get the facts. You guys get some you know, like good I, shit I've here, some never, good insight. And I was like, yo, I, I think this is crazy. Like, nobody like, but you're the. I appreciate that. Like, they're oh, the first yeah. person that's that's put it together. So I, I appreciate. That. Absolutely. Hold on. Hold on. Hold that. Speaking of John Jones, the man is going to be coming back at heavyweight. They're talking about. Any predictions? Is he about to win? Is he about to get mopped up? I mean, he's been out of the game for a couple of years. There's a lot of lot of variables. That's, okay, so we were just having this conversation. I was thinking about like going back into boxing, and it's been like 10 years. And I was like, ah, do I really want to start getting punched in the face again? Yeah. No. <laughs> like, I, I don't. And 
that's very difficult to get in that mind frame. Like you can spar, you can whatever, but it's it's different when you take a break that long for anything physical. But now you're talking like split second decisions where it could be the difference between somebody missing and you getting knocked out. That's difficult. So he's a, an amazing fighter. And these people are like not human. Like they're like professional basketball players or anything on that level. Like these, it's like second nature. So I don't want to discredit the work that he's put in and to say that it just won't work. Will I say that that's a very difficult thing to do? Definitely. Do I think mm -hmm. he can do it? My personal opinion doesn't really matter, but nah. <laughs> I don't think hey, so. Hey, we're asking questions for a reason. <laughs> nah, I like the way you set that up, though. You set that up nice. Damn. Okay. Uh, so, do you guys consider, are you like, is J Jamla is an independent label? How, how do you consider, you, are you guys un independent artists, underground artists? What do you guys consider yourselves? Um both i feel like people underestimate and uh i won't say underestimate they maybe they just don't know the type of work that ninth and the people involved in jamla do like uh like crisis is the reason for probably everybody's project getting out because he has some type of hand in either the mixing or us calling him because something is not working <laughs> at the studio like <laughs> um and ninth on just getting us in into situations like this and with his connections and the people like basically building careers off friendships and relationships like definitely independent it's like some things money can't buy mm. and i think that that's where his where he lies like on that I can ask for this for from this person and you couldn't have got that with money like sometimes money just isn't worth it like for example like we had a conversation with dj premier he's like i just don't i don't care who it is like, i don't care what the new newest hottest thing is like if i don't like it i'm not gonna play it like and that was like a, a big compliment to somebody like us that i mean dj premier is just like yeah i like this i'm playing this and i don't care what anybody says and we got that because of ninth. So I, I would That's definitely crazy legendary. Yeah, word. I I would definitely say it's independent and, and underground because we don't have the people in the back pulling the strings the way that uh major artists would. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. What's your opinion on this? Because the lines are blurring, really, between underground and mainstream a little bit. Yeah. I, can, I go on Spotify, you guys are right next to whoever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the internet changed a lot of things. So what's your view kind of on this? I think it's starting. I think the whole, like, I look at, like, mainstream and underground. It's like they, they, they find, like, things to, like, categorize and, and, and label and put mm. people and at the end of the day it's, it's all about just making good music and, and making shit that people like and enjoy and, and want to listen to whether you're the biggest artist in the world or whether you you know what I'm saying you just started two days ago in your, in your mother's basement it's all about if the music is good so I think a lot of people get caught up in like the extra hoopla and and the, the crazy marketing schemes and being plastered on billboards everywhere. Oh, this person at this festival. I seen this artist on this interview. Oh, they hanging out together. Like, at the end of the day, like, is the music good? 
So I think we're starting to see. I think it's a tide changing. That it's it's a shift going on, and a lot of people that they're they're wanting to hear music. Is the music good? People are focusing on the music. Mm-hmm. Is it is the music good? If it's not, I don't, I don't want that, I don't want anything to do with it. A lot of people are are coming out and calling it how they see it. It's trash. I don't want to keep it over there. So mm-hmm. I think that's kind of like it feels like a, a second resurgence of the blog era. Like you can pick and, and, and find and go and look for what you want, what you like and create and build your own world musically. Yeah. It's even though like with streaming and everything now and you go and you look on the Apple Music page or the Spotify front page and they're force feeding you the same five, six artists, you still can go and look and find like dang, like old like Bodie like people that listen, you can find your niche and and, and live off of that and, and, and create like I said create your own world create your own vibe and the people that are into the same things that you're into they'll come to you build it we say it all the time build it and they'll come mm. so I think we, we are independent label but the stigma that a lot of people put on the music that comes out of it we make mainstream sound like not even mainstream sounding but there's a few songs on Long Story Short that could be on the radio. And it, and Straight it com- up. It comes, from, it comes from us just staying true to ourselves. This isn't like, oh, we need to make a, one of these or we need to make something. That, no, this is, what, this is how we feel at the moment. You can't like box us in. You can't put us in a specific lane. Oh, they only can do this. Nah, we, f- for, first and foremost, we're, we're, we're MCs. MCs can rap on pretty much anything. So it's like, that you can't pigeonhole us. You can't say they only do one type of thing. We can make anything. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, do you guys have some goals that you'd like to share, either for this year? I mean, you guys are working with Ninth Wonder. I could, it's hard to ask to work with another legendary producer, but is there other legendary producers that you want to work with, or certain goals that uh, you, you know you guys are trying to hit, man, individually or as a group? I think things. We're checking things off our list and, and not even knowing it. So mm. like having Guru mix our album, we that wasn't like a thing when we like went into not a thought recording this. Like we weren't thinking about oh Guru's gonna mix the album. So we we literally recorded this in my apartment for the most part. Ninety five percent of this album we recorded in a two bedroom apartment. Mm. So we're giving it to Knife like oh we're finished and he was like Guru's mixing the album. What? who huh <laughs> so like little things like that that we thought were like further down the road like just happening like getting the stamp from dj premier he was like man y- y'all have y'all have come and proved not once but twice that y'all are who y'all say y'all are i put these beats on i don't tell y'all a lot of people go to these freestyles y'all watching these hot 97 freestyles and, and people going up there doing multiple takes People doing cuts, people picking their own beats. DJ Premier, we went to him and he picked. We didn't know what beats it was going to be. We didn't get to start and do over if we messed up. It's like, all right, boom, I'm going to press play and you have to rap in front of me. The essence. So to get the stamp from him, he was like, man, you guys have came up here not once but twice and, and showed me that y'all are real MCs. He said, man, I'm fucking with y'all. I like y'all music. I love y'all music. It's time to work. Mm. 
so things like that it's like you can't can't put a price on those things mm-hmm. I think we both are for one just trying to this being our first tour we're enjoying this and sitting in the moment and just thinking about just how far we've come like the past three or four years and now us being on our first tour I think getting through this was a goal like we didn't expect this to come when it came like I said just checking things off thinking things are further down That's the road cool. and they're not <laughs> yeah so yeah that's great, man. Congratulations to you guys. Um, um, so now to the most important question, you know, uh, I used to have a radio show. It was called Flavor in Your Ear Radio. I work at a pizzeria. My family owned a pizzeria. You know, it, the flavor goes deep, different ingredients. You know, I always mm-hmm. like to relate that into hip hop. Since I work at a pizza spot, when I'm going around, I need to know where I could find the best pizza. So do you guys have a go-to pizza spot in your hometown or just a go-to food spot in general? Okay, first of all, I'm from New Jersey, so. Talk about it, talk the, about that's it. That's the best pizza that you're gonna get in the country, first of all. Oh, he, 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 he just went Jersey over New York. I'm from Long Island, yeah, I can't yeah, just let you no. say that. I New can't Jersey, just let you say everybody, that. Everybody knows that New Jersey. <laughs> if you really know, if you've been there, if you had pizza, but I, I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna go that it's far. It's okay. Into it. It's okay. But um, <laughs> depending on who hears this, people from Plainfield would say Italian Village. I'm from the West End. I got my pizza from Ferraro's. Um, but I mean, I, I, in my in my opinion, in my humble opinion, I, I might be biased, but I come from the best pizza in the country. So it, it, I couldn't give you one place. I would just say come to New Jersey and get some pizza. <laughs> he's calling. He's. he's calling out the whole state well being that i'm from a super <laughs> duper small town that i love shout out to littleton north carolina the crib if you want pizza in the city it's only one place you can go unless you're making it at the house and it's casamia's the pizza one slice is probably like from my middle finger to probably like halfway of my my forearm but it's the it's the be, it's the only pizza option you have in the city, and it's the best pizza option you have in the city. <laughs> One and only. No, no so yeah, needed. shout out shout out Casamillas at the crib, man, for sure. Dang. All right, I'm gonna add them to the list, and I'll have to hit them and I'll let you guys know my personal opinion on all New Jersey pizzerias. All right. But hey, I appreciate I appreciate you guys uh, very much. You know, you guys killed it tonight. Man, we thank you the for set, having honestly, us, man. Honestly, I felt it was pretty close to flawless, if not flawless. Like, oh, wow. I, I didn't notice anything. You, you guys were spitting. There was a good energy, kind of camaraderie thing going on on stage. Thank you, thank you. You guys definitely practiced with Ninth, and uh, you. It shows. It shows. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate y'all for having us, Colorado Springs. This was amazing. I'm coming back. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm going I'm to go out. I ain't go out this time. I ain't get to go out. I was beat. The flight from Utah had me jacked up. But next time I'm in the city, I'm going out. Fuck with y'all. Hell yeah. Garden of the Gods. You got to check it out. Word. I seen somebody post a picture on Instagram there. Um, I wanted to get it out sucks there, you guys are leaving so early. That's like, yeah. um, gotta. Well, we really could have stayed another day. But um, yeah, we, we we in LA. The Don and I tour. April 28th. Let them know. The Let them know. Uh, shout out to the Box State. Colorado Springs. I had an amazing time. Uh, and you asked us, what do we see in the future? And I'm going to step out there. I feel like we have the potential and are making some of the best music that a duo has ever created in hip-hop. 
and I mean, I guess it don't count because we are us. But I, I, I see us going down as one of the best hip hop duos ever. Mm. I see, I see Grammys. These are things that these are things that I want. I mean, me personally, I, I can't speak for everybody. <laughs> but, I think he agrees. <laughs> but I mean, I just. I feel like we're just scratching the surface right now. Mm -hmm. Like it's, we haven't even really gotten into the what we really, really can do. We didn't hear the album yet. And I'm not even. I'm not even talking about that. That's great. I'm just. That, no, that's I, no, I was saying that as part yeah, of it. Yeah. Like what? And I, I mean, that's not fair to, for us to say. But the, the album is great. But I feel like even on that album, first we did it two years ago now at this point. Like. And it's like if we made that, and, and that was amazing. We put. We haven't even scratched the surface. Yeah, the growth, man. So you guys need to follow. I got links below to uh, check out, you know, catch up with the guys, listen to their music. And hey, check out one of the best hip hop duos to ever do it. Soon to be. All right. Uh, Swank and King Draft, I really appreciate you guys once again. Hey, safe travels. And let them know the rest of the tour date. So L.A. is next week, but we're going to Raleigh in June. Yes. So uh, L.A., the Viper Room, April 28th. I don't even know what date it is anymore. But, uh, yeah, April 28th, L.A., the Viper Room. Then June 4th, the Poor House in Raleigh, North Carolina. Both of those are going to be an amazing, amazing shows. Um, the Don and I tour, Ninth Wonder, Mussolini, Crisis, O Finesse. Easy Hot, Swank and King Draft. Shout out T-Mac for having us. Shout out Colorado Springs, The Box State. We out here. Vashowski. I'm back, baby, like ribs do. Got kids, but won't kid you. Young King from the west side. Got the city with me in my rear view. Garden State, it's hard to hate. Moses grow when my tears flew. But want to track, press play. That's why niggas never hear you. King, new kids on the block. Yeah, got a bunch of hits. I might just flood my wrist. Might just fuck your bitch, nigga. New